Hello, writers and readers. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about our next steps. Over the last few days, we have done a lot of writing and talking about writing. We're barely scratching the surface of all the writing we'll be doing. So I wanted to give you an idea of another strategy on how we can come up with ideas for writing. So remember the first day, first day we used our writing territories. I gave you a piece of paper and you jotted some things down, your hopes, your dreams. And then yesterday we talked about special places that matter to you. And we drew maps of those special places, whether it was a school or your house or even your backyard, places that you visited, or maybe multiple maps. All of that really was to generate ideas for writing. So you would have a plethora of ideas to choose from when you write. That's what writers do. Writers don't just write. They come up with all these ideas and they watch the world around them so they can capture that on paper or digital. So today what we're going to do is to continue that how to generate ideas for personal narratives. And I want to teach you that another strategy that helps people write powerful, true stories is just jotting moments that have really mattered. They could be the first time you learn something or the first time something happened or the last time something, first and last times. And then this really works when you want to think about moments when you learn something about yourself or other people in life. And I want you to write the whole story today, fast and furious. I'm going to show you how to do that today. When we write fast and furious, it's what I we call a free write. Your pen and your keyboard are working assiduously. They're not stopping. And if you get stuck in your thinking, you write that down. You don't stop and think about it like, I can't write anything. But you write that down. And so as I am driving to work today, I want to think about times when I realize something, maybe the first or last time that I realized something and I'm looking for a small moment in that that I can really start to write about. So first, let's talk about the last time. So that is the last time in my life I think about last times and I'm thinking, all right, immediately I think about my grandfather, Grampy, and I think about the last time Well, you probably are wondering why I stopped talking. It's because I'm talking on my telephone, recording this, and I just passed a cop. So I certainly didn't want you to watch and witness the first time that I was pulled over by a cop because I was uh, recording my lesson while I was driving to work. That would have been kind of an ironic twist to this lesson. So let's go on. The last time I saw my grandfather, really saw him when he wasn't in the hospital, when he was super healthy, was when I think I told some of you this story. When I was in college, I was sitting in a lecture, and it was probably not a very interesting lecture because if I recall, I was sitting in the very back of my classroom. And the professor was droning on and on and on, and my eyes were probably getting heavy. And at that moment when I just thought the heat of the room and the lull of the professor's lecture was going to put me fast asleep, I looked out and I 
I saw a shadow of my grandfather outside of my college classroom. Like, who, who sees their grandfather in college? It's so weird. I'm thinking, am I seeing things? And then there was a knock on the door, and the professor looked, stopped his lecture, looked, and there was my grandfather. He stepped outside, and instantly I thought, something horrible has happened. Some horrible, horrible emergency. Something happened to my grandmother. And then about three, four seconds later, my grandfather, still out in the hall, my professor comes in and beckons me out to the hall. This is where my heart was really just fast and it was beating and my throat was kind of tight and I could just feel the nerves, like something horrible, that sinking feeling in my stomach, all of that happened. Go out to the hall, my grandfather has something in his hand that he's clutching and his eyes are dancing and he's super excited. And he basically told me, and I can't remember the exact words, but if I write about it, I'm gonna make up those exact words because I can put some narrative in a real true story, right? If I don't remember exactly what he said, I can, I knew, I knew him so well, I can try to recall what he might have said. So what he might've said to me is, I have two American League championship tickets with Rocket Roger Clemens pitching. He used to pitch for the Red Sox and he was an amazing pitcher. And I was wondering if you and your cousin Terry, she was the same age as I was, would like to go instead of me. Now, if you knew my grandfather, he would take afternoons in buses and trains just to see the Red Sox. One of my great memories of my grandfather was when he would watch the Red Sox or listen to the Red Sox with his quilt and he'd listen to the game on the radio and he was just like transfixed. So I knew that getting those two tickets was a real gift because my grandfather had been waiting for such a long time for the Red Sox to come close to the World Series. But he was giving me those tickets and I couldn't believe it. I hugged my grandfather, I said, thank you, oh my gosh. But the only problem is, I told him, is that I had to work that night and I had to waitress and I didn't really want to call in sick. So he said, don't worry about it. Your Nana and I will call in for you. Go to the game and have fun and be a kid. And so I did. My cousin and I went to the game and that night, Rocket Roger Clemens pitched 16, 16 strikeouts, which is unheard of. After the game, I remember thinking how lucky I was to have such an amazing grandfather. In May of that year, or actually not even May, it was that following year when the Red Sox season had started up again, my grandfather fell ill and I was graduating from college. He was in the hospital and it was about a day or two after I graduated from college that my grandfather passed away. And I remember being hit by grief, just grief just poured over me and how sad I was. And I remember this one run I took after I learned that he died. I, I ran all the way to another town just to process my feelings. In the middle of all that running, I just stopped and started to cry. The tears just flowed. It was like washed over me. I was gasping for air. I just had never dealt with any kind of grief like that. And at that moment, 
I realized that my grandfather had sacrificed those that game for me, and I was going to do what I could to do the same for him, even though he passed. So a few days later, at his funeral, at his wake, I should say, I had those tickets in my hand and a Red Sox flag that I bought, and I remember walking up and placing that in his casket. And I remember feeling this sense of gratefulness that I had such a kind, wonderful grandfather that would do anything for me. And in my life, that my grandfather and my grand, my grandfather and my grandmother were, you know, instrumental in, in who I was. And I, I tell you this story because it's the last time that my grandfather would have gone to a Red Sox game. So today, when you are writing your first and your last times, and you're listing all the first and last times, think about those stories. Think about all those times. And what did you realize? For me, what I realized was how lucky I was to have a grandfather that shaped my life and showed me how to live. That's what, that's what it was for me, the last time. So today with your writing, fast and furious writing, coming up with more ideas, watch how I do that in class today, and just have a great time, all right? Writing is really cathartic. Ooh.